From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Monday, March 1st. I'm Marco Werman. More details emerge about the destruction from Saturday's earthquake in Chile. And Charles Darwin learned a thing or two from a quake that hit almost the exact same spot 175 years ago. Also, Canada's indigenous people think more exposure during the Winter Olympics might have brought some bennies. What happened here is everybody got caught up in all the pomp and circumstance that we're part of something big and we're gonna be real big as a result of that. Well, we're only big for that night. Now this news. BBC News with Kathy Clugston. Officials in Washington say President Barack Obama is planning dramatic reductions in America's nuclear arsenal as part of a sweeping policy review aimed at reversing the spread of nuclear weapons. Mr Obama is meeting his Defence Secretary, Robert Gates, shortly to discuss the new strategy. Mark Mardell reports from Washington. A document known as the Nuclear Posture Review will set out the new strategy in which he'll abandon plans put in place by George W. Bush's administration to develop a new generation of nuclear weapons known as bunker busters. One very difficult issue remains, which the President and the Defence Secretary Robert Gates will discuss, when nuclear weapons could be used. Those on the left of the President's party want wording that says the sole purpose of America's nuclear weapons is to deter attack. Others want more ambiguous wording that wouldn't rule out a first strike. More details are emerging of the extent of the destruction caused by Saturday's earthquake in Chile. So far, the authorities have confirmed just over 700 deaths. Andy Gallagher reports from the town of Curico, south of Santiago. 90% of the adobe and wooden buildings here in Curico have either been completely destroyed or will now need to be knocked down. This town of 120,000 people is 200 miles from the epicentre, but even here the damage is extensive. In Concepcion, the hardest-hit city, rescuers are pulling survivors out of collapsed buildings, whilst police are using tear gas to control looters. A curfew is now in place in many cities, but many other communities have been completely obliterated. The United Nations has said it will begin delivering aid, but that will be a slow process. Many of the roads and bridges in this region are no longer there. A former Bosnian Muslim leader, Ayub Ganic, has been arrested in Britain for war crimes under an extradition warrant issued by Serbia. He was detained at Heathrow Airport in London and later appeared in court where he was remanded in custody. Our diplomatic correspondent, Bridget Kendall, reports. The Serbian government has up to 45 days to deliver full papers to the British judge who will then decide whether to go ahead and extradite him. It seems Serbia wants to try him and several other former high-ranking Bosnian officials for alleged war crimes committed back in 1992 at the start of the Bosnian War that accompanied Yugoslavia's breakup. He's accused of being involved in an attack on a Yugoslav army convoy in the city of Sarajevo. The extradition warrant alleges the killing of wounded soldiers. The leader of the Bosnian Serbs during the war in the 1990s, Radovan Karadzic, has described the conflict as just and holy, but blamed Bosnian Muslims for starting it. He was beginning his defence at the resumption of his trial in The Hague on 11 counts of genocide, war crimes and crimes against humanity. The BBC correspondent at the tribunal says that up to now Mr Karadzic had boycotted and sought to delay his trial. World News from the BBC. 
Human rights groups in the Democratic Republic of Congo have lodged a formal complaint against a senior army officer based in North Kivu province. The organisations, including Human Rights Watch, accused troops under the command of Lieutenant Colonel Innocent Zimorinda of a series of abuses, including the mass killing of civilians. The Vice President of Afghanistan, Abdul Khalili, has visited the town of Marja in Helmand province days after it was declared free of Taliban influence. Marja has been the main focus of Operation Mushtarak, the largest military operation carried out by NATO and its Afghan allies since 2001. The Vice President was accompanied by the NATO commander, General Stanley McChrystal, who said it was important for such a senior political leader from Kabul to make the visit. Our correspondent Chris Morris travelled with them. This was a brief and carefully controlled visit, but symbolically an important one. The Vice President was flown in and out of Marja on board a NATO helicopter.